0: Forces with you, young Skywalker. But well, you are not a Jedi yet.
1: My powers have doubled since the last time we met, Count.
0: Hey, yeah. suffering, death. I feel something terrible has, has happened. happened, young. Skywalker.
1: The dark side of the Force is a pathway to many abilities some consider to be unnatural. I will be the most powerful Jedi ever. It's all Obi-Wan's fault. He's jealous. He's holding me back.
0: You don't know the power of the dark side. I must obey my master. These aren't the
1: droids you're looking for.
0: The we're
2: looking for master skywalker there are too many of them what are we going to do help
0: me obi-wan kenobi do I only hope
1: hello there fear is the path to the dark side
2: fear leads to anger anger leads to hate hate leads to suffering hi, hi, hi. Epsy, 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 Welcome, ladies, gentlemen, boys, girls, Jedi, Sith, Mandalorians, Twi'leks, Wookiees, Clones, both Bad Batch and Regs alike. And yes, all you Transdotians as well, because this is an inclusive podcast. To another edition. Of the new force order for podcast. We are a Star Wars podcast. And if you have not realized that by now. I don't know what to tell you there sunshine. Except that you're dumber than a bag of shit. Or a box of rocks. And there is no hope for you absolutely none zero zilch whatsoever and doc for those individuals who do not have an ounce of hope what can they not do
1: build rebellions why doc because rebellions are built
2: on hope
0: rebellions are built on hope rebellions are built on hope
2: Exactly Ladies and gentlemen, we have a news-filled edition tonight We're recording a little later in the week Um, So we got the opportunity to piggyback on some more articles and news that have come out I I was about to say, I know Doc is thrilled But allow me to reintroduce myself My name isn't Hove. it's not H to the O-V It's actually GGP, a.k.a. Greek God Papadon multi-time champion in a galaxy fall far away. current heavyweight champion in three different promotions who's still, the al- still still and i'm still defending them with the alpha and omega inevitable tour next stop buffalo championship wrestling september 11th september 18th i will be at immortal championship wrestling defending all three straps and then on the 19th nywc and again the 25th NYWC. So I'm getting four title defenses in a matter of 30 days.
1: Are you, One in, shape, month. Are you in shape for that?
2: I am in shape, brother. Come on. All Brown's, the Feta and Alvarez. Brown's the shape? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go fuck yourself. That's Alvin Alvarez, kid. Anyway, uh, next to me is the Sith Lord himself all the way from Mexico. You know him. I know him. Doc knows him. And we can all agree agree he is Great. Introduce yourself, but guy hit him with a hey yo.
0: Hey yo. Ladies and gentlemen, I am the dark of the podcast, the Sith Ari, the rampaging Reverend Kiss, the butcher, the most disgruntled Star Wars fan in the galaxy, your boy Spiro. And last,
2: but certainly not least, he is the Dr. Drizze of the NFO Izze. He is the new producer of the show, the self-appointed, the self-appointed doctor of thugonomics. He's the ma- I'm sorry, I messed that up. The self-appointed doctor of thundernomics. Don't worry, we'll fix it in post. i that in. <laughs> He loves to steal your girl. Most importantly, he gets off on our face, neck, and chest when he steals your thunder. Introduce yourself, guy. I am smarter than
1: 2 one b more technical than FX7, clearly because I produce the show. Um, <laughs> and the guy, and the guy who will slap down all the rumors that the Death Star is flat, because fucking dudes, come on, really? A flat Death Star? Doctor Destroyo, Alex Arroyo.
2: <laughs> there was no curve. There's no curve in the trench no run, curve. so you're wrong.
1: Yeah, no curve,
2: No curve. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we like to start, usually start off with a good note. Um, unfortunately, we're going to start off on a bad note. friend of mine um, recently passed away. Diehard Star Wars fan. Great professional wrestler. You guys may know her as Daphne the Scream Queen uh, from WCW, TNA. Uh, I believe she had a stint with WWE as well. Um, It's a sad day today because she was well-liked amongst the fans, but most importantly, all the wrestlers as well. Uh, She was my sister from another mother. We called ourselves the twins because we were both born on the same day, different years, same day, and we were both Star Wars. So she was my Leia. I was her Luke. I just want to give a rest in peace uh, to uh, Daphne, a.k.a. Shannon Spurl. You're going to be missed. Gone too soon. Um, Just sucks. Uh, So, people out there, uh, I just want everybody to know that if you feel alone in this world um, and you feel like you have no one to talk to. There's always someone there for you. Reach out. It's uh, Mental health uh, is not something you should take lightly. And uh, unfortunately, it's a sad time. I'm going to miss you, uh, Daphne Shannon. We love you. Thank you for being part of my life. Thank you for being part of everybody's life uh, in the wrestling community. Um, because you definitely left your mark You are one of the good ones uh, And the force will always Always be strong Within you uh, You are Wrestling's Princess Leia uh, May you rest in peace And this uh, I don't want to say 10 Bell I want to do 10 Vaders It's for you Have you, uh, uh,
1: yeah i mean i um i don't think i ever worked with her um i would have definitely taken a photo with her because she was one of my uh you know she just had a very unique you know gimmick and character in wcw that you know left uh, an indelible mark and she was definitely a fan she's definitely a wrestling fan she was definitely a star wars fan uh beautiful woman um and like you said it's, it's super unfortunate that you know this had to you know occur the way it did um and like you said mental health is legit, a legitimate legitimate thing especially this day and age what's going on in the last 18 months you know people feel isolated they feel alone other shit happens in your life that you know potentially you could you could be okay with and manage and go through if you have the support of your family and everything else but but just, you know, being in the hospital, seeing the amount of mental health stuff that we're seeing coming in is, um, has been a lot more than it had been in the past. So, you know, take care of each other out there. It's, um, it's fucking crazy. And if you need, you know, somebody that needs, needs a hand, you definitely should reach out.
2: Totally agree with you, my friend. Um, but let's, I, I want to dedicate this show to, to, to Daphne, to Shannon. This show's for you. Um. And uh, I'm going to miss you. Oh, all right. Um, let's, let's, let's keep it moving. I don't want to be uh, Debbie Downer here. Um, we usually do a segment called Marky Mark and his funky tweets, but I don't have any funky tweets from him this week. We do have some news. He did regarding- tweet
1: recently about his uh, involvement in the, what we do in the shadows, that vampire show um because it's coming back for season three so um that was i saw that today on his twitter feed oh really i missed yep. it yep i started watching a couple episodes of the of uh, on a plane on the way back from hawaii pretty fucking funny stuff i have to like you know hilarious get the wife involved in it and then um get her caught up to speed so we can uh watch it together but I, I think his think episode is the best episode i haven't gotten to that one yet i have only seen like, the oh, first, like yeah, four or five gonna... of them
2: you're going to love it. You're going to love it. <laughs> okay. I, I enjoyed the zombie
1: one at the beginning when they brought that guy back and he was like a lunatic the, the kid from um Jerry Maguire I think it was. Was the kid from Jerry Maguire? Or was it um wasn't Jake Lloyd, was it? I don't remember. But he was he was the the zombie like the zombie house boy and he's like jumping around the fucking walls and chasing them all over the place. It was good.
2: Yes, it was. Um there's an article uh that the, uh, from the direct.com where mark Hamill reveals how marvel influence marvel movies influenced his return to the mandalorian now yeah. if you're not we're going to talk more about this uh we eventually have to get our schedules in sync so we can f- record uh but we're gonna
1: I'm, do I- a- I'm, I'm on a once a week pop it um, uh, infusion so i don't know if we, we can get that done buddy
2: yeah you wish just like your um, wife who's on like a, you know,
1: a, a once every six months Papa Donna fusion. So yeah, I wish I really wish <laughs> once like every six years. Somehow you still put like 12 kids through. So it's fine.
2: Yeah. Well, you know, once you go Greek, um, That's right. it's all about the Feta, baby. The Feta anyway. will speak. Exactly. But, um, they basically talked about how they offered the role to Mark Hamill to come back. And he, it was pretty cool in the article. Um, they, they referenced the gallery episode. Um, and he basically... I hate using that word, basically, but... He said the following. Um, Luke Skywalker's driven tale was ever something the studio would revisit. Hamill always assumed, quote, they would get an age-appropriate actor. Um, quote, when they went from the original trilogy to the sequel trilogy, obviously there was a huge gap in time. Where there's all these untold stories, but I just assume they get an age-appropriate actor, you know? And I didn't really think about it that much. I just thought, if they want to tell stories of Luke post-Return of the Jedi, I wonder who they'll get. And obviously, they got him. Now...
1: Surprise!
2: The cool... Well, I called it. Uh, the cool thing is that uh, Peyton Reed, the, the director of the episode, and also director of Ant-Man, explained... How Hamill's very protective of the character and rightfully so. In fact, Hamill uh he said this opportunity to play Luke again was to him almost a responsibility. And this is what Hamill stated. But the more I thought about it, this is a really this is a really an opportunity that was completely unexpected, but something that was almost was a responsibility. In other words, if they're saying they want me to do this, how can I say no? And thank God. He didn't. And more news came out uh, that they also mentioned on the uh, gallery episode about Hamill. His voice wasn't real. It was fake? It was synthesized. They used a bunch of old clips from around that time and they put it all together. That's cool. Pretty cool, right? Which means that now that they got this Shamukai, fucking Shamukai, and, uh, now they can do whatever they want with all these old clips verbally. Sky's the limit.
1: Yep. Well, I mean, they have to just build a library of his, you know, his voice clips or whatever it is to to do whatever they need to
2: do. Um, I think we're going to see Han and Chewie. You think so? And Book of Boba. I think that
1: would be a, an amazing place to have them both show up because it just makes perfect sense. I mean, we, we, we saw some... um some reports about what the book of Boba Fett's going to be about. And it seems like this is going to be, you know, his revenge tale, you know, a, a la Quentin Tarantino, um, kill bill. That? kill bill where, you know, he's, he's coming after all the guys who have slighted him. So uh, Han would make perfect sense. Somebody else who, who they mentioned this week, that would also make perfect sense this is going to be a little bit of cad Bane. Um, so uh, it, it clearly is a, um, easy sell for them to have both those characters inside the Mandalorian. So I mean inside the uh, Book of Boba Fett. So uh, let's uh let's get there. I mean I wouldn't mind a little de-aged Harrison Ford, a little uh you know choo choo. And
2: um I'd be excited. A little choo choo. I know that you'd be excited. Line. That's the line of the night folks. If you guys little get choo-choo. anything out of a little if you guys get anything out of the podcast tonight, remember, all you need is a little choo choo. Not blue chew, not, but a little choo-choo. And not choo chu, choo-choo. No, forget choo chu. Um, I am beyond excited uh for a plethora of reasons. Plethora. Uh, wow, look at that word. Oh. Yes. The the magnitude and the scope of the interview that recently Robert Rodriguez had with uh Collider. Uh and they asked him about it. He went in detail about the volume, but I'm not gonna talk about that. Right, what I'm gonna talk about when they asked him about a book of Boba Fett, he said, "I can't say anything about it at all right now, but it's coming out in December. Wait until you see what's coming. It's going to blow your mind. That's all I can say. I can talk it up all, all I want because I know it overdelivers. It way overdelivers. People are going to be so pumped when they see it. Now that got me salivating at the mouth, dude." like like a, like a rabbit dog you know what i'm saying on rabies.
1: hold on lady it going to be puppy ride
2: shorty chow chi la zu zunza oh. oh, no, lady we going for white
0: oh my god
2: <laughs> put that in please um but here's also you just touched base on it about um Cad Bane could be making his first live appearance. As well as many other Bounty Hunters. Bosk, Zuckis. Fulham. Whoever else. We know Fennec Shand is going to be in it. Um, But now here's the rumor that dropped today. Like you said. Boba Fett's going to be in revenge mode. He looks like the book of Boba Fett is like. Almost like a book of people that have done him wrong. So it's going to be almost like John Wick. Like a list. And speaking of list, No.
1: Um, he's gonna do the uh, the Billy Madison list. Remember when he called that guy? He was like, "I'm really sorry for fucking with you." He cr- and it was the stupid shem, and he crosses his name off. The top <laughs> of the-
2: <laughs> but here's also something they're saying that um, he's gonna be donning on some new armor. And when I read that, with a tear in my eye,
0: I'm gonna tell y'all yes, with a tear in my eye. This is the greatest moment in my life.
2: I laughed.
0: Ah, ah,
2: yeah, yeah ah, thanks. I, ah, I know exactly
1: why yeah. you fucking laughed.
2: <laughs> because you're going to buy more hot toys regarding Boba Fett.
1: Not just hot toys. Fucking all the toys. I mean this is a, 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 a money marketing fucking scheme you know have the most well, popular character wear a thousand
2: outfits well yeah like great right? uh like those old batman figures arctic batman fucking where he comes with a penguin that you shove on his cock you know shit like that yeah
1: but at least he didn't he
2: actually wear those fucking things that's the
1: point no, I, you know? No, I, I know i I could justify not buying that if he didn't fucking wear it but if this cocksucker
2: wears a you know a new fucking suit then i'm like oh great here's another one so you dropped 500 on, on the on the double hot toy pair Right. And then you got the one with the throne, which you're going to buy. Which right? is 500, of course. Which yeah. There's another 500. That's a G. And then when this comes out, you're going to buy that. You know what I'm saying? Ugh. Not to mention any other throwbacks from the Empire Strikes Back and the OT trilogy. Um, but a uh, couple of questions I want to ask you, Doc.
0: I Number one, I'm
2: not, yeah. I know you're fucking happier than picking shit. Uh, well, listen, so, you, you, you know, what's better than Boba Fett? more boba fett more boba
1: fett exactly so
2: maybe that uh, female
1: cosplayer in boba fett outfit yeah, you know which one i am talking she's about he's pretty fucking hot um you know i wouldn't mind it so much if i didn't get the hot toy stuff because they're just so fucking expensive uh it's so painful i have so many people in my life and you know my friends I say they're my friends who send me these like you know links to like oh hey the new bad batch is coming out for hot toys or hey you know this new jedi is i'm like dude guys leave me alone like i, I don't want to deal with it anymore please I got a kid in college. I just drove him up on Thursday, please. leave me alone.
2: You love it. you want it If I had more room, I'd be happier. You know um, i can I feel your pain. uh remember the i I'm the thinking about buying the Bandai one that that I sent you.
1: Those are pretty dope, so yeah, those little Bandai ones are the they're they're about six six inches six and a half inches., well, that's six, all it is. So, yep, super detailed though. Um they look fantastic. They have the um the Boba from the Mandalorian in the in the matte armor and then they have the new Mandalorian as well. So, I'm not a huge import guy, but I make exceptions for specific things that look really cool. Um this is one of them that I may have to make an exception for because it looks really cool. It does. Yeah. And then they also are doing, you know, how I have the movie the movie uh, Revelations ones, the uh, the Samurai ones. Yeah. They did the
2: yeah, um, that was dope. They did the
1: Mandalorian one that came out like uh, two three months ago in his you know first episode armor. But now they're doing the Beskar one, and he comes with the child, in a little basket like a little like a little like a bassinet like, kind of like rolling crib, a la the old school cartoon uh, comic book Lone Wolf and Cub. So they're kind of throwing it. So I was like, ugh, oh, I gotta get that one too. It's just like <laughs> one after the other. It
2: fucking kills uh, me the amount of shit that I fucking buy. Oh it's like a disease. It is. It is. And I, I feel you because I just I just bought a Captain America statue and I'll show you off screen uh, after the show. Uh, w- but um what I wanted to also ask you about before we move forward, who do you is gonna play Cat Bane? Who do you I think is gonna play Cat Bane? Do you think uh, it matters? Yeah, it it's gonna be
1: CGI probably for the most part. You know, I doubt they're gonna have a puppet on the on, in the suit. So my guess is gonna be CGI. The question is who's gonna do his voice. That's the question. And, should be
2: it, if that's the case, it should be the guy who does the voice in the oh, cartoon.
1: Hundred percent. They have to have that. That voice is unmistakable. It's got like this kind of almost like this metallic, mechanical kick to so it's it. Eastwick type of fucking yeah. voice. but for sure it has to be the guy who plays him in the show. I mean, that would that would otherwise be a a, a disaster.
2: Someone said it should be Machete who plays him.
1: That would be fucking hilarious. Could you imagine him? If they put minimal makeup on Machete, and he's painted his face blue, and Danny Trejo's running around, hey, Boba Fett,
2: hey, I got some here. tacos right here. <laughs> come here, Vato. Um, so, another thing I wanted to ask you about the Boba Fett, besides who's, uh, who's going to I just fucking drew a mic, sorry. Um, the revenge list. Oh, I was thinking about this the other day about him getting new armor, um, because I said to myself, you know, it'd be messed up if they gave him a new fucking suit and everyone had to spend more money to buy more shit. And I'm like, you know what? That that's a Disney thing to do. And then no, lo and behold, that's boom,
1: business, baby.
2: Oh, but um, you mentioned the Mando, and there's rumors afoot that John Favreau is upset with Pedro Pascal's availability for season three. Did you read this rumor?
1: I did. Uh, I mean, we, we know that he's, you know, first positioned himself to do this last of us, the zombie movie that um he's involved in right now, and that that's taking precedence over everything else in the HBO show. and despite the fact that he is uh, you know, the Mandalorian, we also know that he's not only the Mandalorian. We you know we have other people who are underneath the hood that could fill in for him if need be in certain specific instances you know clearly not his voice because they need him to do that but um yeah I I don't blame Johnny Favs you know this is not you know it's not did this put Pascal on the map it's hard to say that I mean the guy was a pretty well-established actor before this not that you know he was as he is now for the Mandalorian but um he had a bunch of things below his belt so he could pick and choose what he wants to do. And if he wants to make that first choice, because he got the Scott o from that, then Disney should have fucking opened their pockets
2: and gave him more money. You know what I heard? I heard he's making 600 grand an episode for the zombie one.
1: I'd uh, show my bunghole for 600 grand an episode. You showed your bunghole for $6. For much give. less than that. Yeah. <laughs> for a free hot first spot. position, any position.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um. So. This is what I wanted to ask you from a point of view—not a certain point of view, but just a point of view, right? If they—if they don't, because of his availability issues with Pedro Pascal, they're saying that they're going to be keeping the helmet on. They will be forced to keep the helmet on almost the entire run of the episodes of season three, uh, and that's allegedly what's the opposite of what Johnny Fav wanted to do this season. Yeah. So here's the deal: by them doing that, do you think it makes that last scene? in episode, uh, in season two, so much better because he took off the, the helmet that one time? Yeah. Or if he does it so many more times uh, in the season three, there's a his appeal.
1: Well, I think, it,
2: uh, I know where they wanted to go with this. You know, they
1: wanted to have him emote more. He wanted to be emote more, he wanted to emote more and be more of a, you know, a character with the helmet off so he could show his acting. Despite the fact that I think he really did a great job with it on to get his point across. Um the big problem now is that like you said does it make it a better moment now that to, to do his helmet off less. And I think traditionally they should probably do it less just because it's a um it's a better uh it's a better gimmick to have him with the helmet on because it shows how important that scene was. I also would have appreciated it if they didn't even take his helmet off for that for that episode that he had with um with Miggs, with Mayfield, I think that cheapened it as well. I think, you know, once starts to lose his luster, the more and more he does it. I know he wants to do it more often, but I think it should be, you know, not, you know, just like the demon Finn Balor, you know, we have who we haven't seen in God knows how long at this point. If you keep bringing out that thing, it, you know, it loses its shine. It loses its reasons why it's fucking cool. You're cool
2: so we're lucky to
1: have you speaking of cool i i I want to uh i want to show you something my friend okay i know we don't know
2: last time you did that i couldn't walk for
1: i know i I know we haven't done an episode of Tatooine for a long time but um
2: that's because spiro's lazy
1: when i was in hawaii okay hawaii i gotta i did not oh i did yes but um who was he but um i got a text message from a a good friend of mine (laughs) I got a a good friend of mine who uh, was at um, Galaxy's Edge. And he's like, hey, Doc, you got this, right? And I said, as a matter of fact, my friend, I do not got this. Stop trying to peek over the top of the camera and see what I'm holding. I know what you're holding. I said, I do not got this. I said, if you could go back and get me one of those, I would be much appreciated. Because my friend sat there and went back to uh whatever the fuck in that place antiquity place that they sell the shit at, and got me the dark saber
2: you see it light up oh, that looks so sick dude
1: it's pretty fucking dope the, the the blade is not as cool it is on the show because it's a little less black it's a little more white but i think the stripe in the middle should have been a little bigger to kind of make it a little more black to kind of cover that area and just have the edges kind of white out, yeah, like they I have in some of the blades.
2: Well, you can always paint it, no?
1: Yeah, I could. I don't want to waste the blade though. But the uh,
2: the ha- the the handle is fucking dope. Is it's, it got, than, like, it's Is it better than the Black Series one?
1: Uh, so I haven't I haven't I haven't put it against the Black Series one. I think the Black Series one's blade is a little bit better. That's a down power. The uh, the blade looks a little bit better because it's a little more black than the than this one is, and this one's a, a slightly short, I think this is probably still the same size as the, as um you know, in the show, you know, in real time, how big it was, but the the handle Lex-
2: is that the Lexi- Lexington steel edition? Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. It leads me more black to be a Lexington steel edition. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, you know, listen, I've held a lot of lightsabers in my lifetime, um, pretty much all, every single version of every single saber I've had, at least in my hand, if I don't own it already and this We're one still has, talking
2: about lightsabers yes right?
1: exactly um and this this one has a quite a different feel to it it's um you know the handle a little bit smaller and it's also it's not quite round it's a little more narrow so you could actually grip it a hell of a lot easier than a lot of the other sabers that have all this clunky shit attached to them um like samurai and whistles and stuff it's it's very much more samurai it's it's much more of a sword than a than, than a lightsaber um and it's it's still pretty fucking dope though It's 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 got some matte portions which almost has like that feel of like the grip tape from like a skateboard on it.
2: Oh, sweet. So you can hold it. And
1: then the upper portions are really, really like smooth and, and f- satin finish. It's pretty fucking dope. Um, I have Looks great. Yeah. And then uh, I think it was the uh, low, low price of like $225 or something like that. $220, something like that. I don't remember what it was. Um, but I was like, yes, get it for me. And he's been holding it me for me near, for nearly three and a half weeks. Um, so finally I got the time to, to drive over there, pick it up, um, and bring it home
2: is that it's, the longest is that the longest time that another man's held your saber for three and a half weeks <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh it depends i had a crazy time in um guantanamo bay but we won't talk about that no 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 that, that's for the patreons exactly. um cool that's fucking awesome dude I'm, I'm glad you got it i don't
1: want uh, i don't i don't want to show it to you until today i've had it for the last like for, like four or five days
2: gotcha um you know what else is cool Mandalorian wins Hollywood Critics Association TV awards for her, uh, best streaming service. At uh, they a won stream, it at, best streaming show, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. What did I say, service?
1: Service. yeah. Sorry,
2: I meant to say you, best streaming series.
1: you uh, uh, you know, you you pay the Disney Plus money every week, and you just keep keep saying service, so.
2: So uh, kudos and congratulations to Favreau and Feloni. They're doing a hell of a job. Um, but Mr. Filoni likes to stir the pot. Yeah, I guess he went to the same fucking... uh, Mr. Faloni, you like
1: to stir the pot.
2: (laughs) You guys went to the same uh, dojo, you know? Uh, Maybe Sensei fucking stir some shit, taught you a thing or two about stirring some shit. Um, He came out and said during the gallery episode... He came out finally? No, no, no. He came out and said during the gallery episode, how dare you? Um, Ahsoka is Luke's senior. And everybody lost their fucking mind on the interwebs. Started an online debate over who is more powerful. Moreover? No, who's more powerful? Luke or Ahsoka, who would win in a fight? Now, my money's on Luke, but that's just me. And uh, she might be the better...
1: Well, which Luke is the question?
2: Well, the the Luke in Mandalorian.
1: Luke at the end of Mando, who is, uh is three to five years post Return of the Jedi. Yep, is going to beat that Ahsoka who left the Jedi Order, stood toe to toe to toe with Darth Vader, fucking ran down the Mandalorian. Has kicked pretty much everybody else's ass in her life.
2: Okay, she might be a better swordsman,
1: ah, trained by Yoda, trained by Obi Wan, trained by Anakin. <laughs> so so is Luke. He was not trained by Obi Wan. He was trained by Yoda for a very he brief was, period of time,
2: and he was also trained by Obi Wan in Episode Four for a very brief period of time. Oh. and uh, so but I'm just to hit that ball over there, kid. Listen, this you is a wrist is. lock from a wrist watch. <laughs> hit that bag till it hurts. I feel like a talking for an idiot. Anyway, um, so people, it all, it all, it all started out by saying. How did Luke become so in tune with his lightsaber skills? He has been practicing. <laughs> who's been showing him? Is it Anakin Force Ghost who's been training him? Is it Ahsoka? Are they going to meet? Are we going to see them have a little scuffle like Mandalorian and Ahsoka and then realize that, hey, this is Anakin's son? And then she, he breaks the news to her that, hey, he did come back to the light side, and she breaks down crying.
1: Yeah, I saw that meme somewhere. There was like a little cartoon that it had that. In it, that people so, were, you know. Oh uh, yeah,
2: there. Well, my question is, will we see this? I mean, what's your take on the whole matter?
1: Well, um, with with Ahsoka, everything's always up in the air because Fabs loves her so much. Uh, I mean, Feloni loves her so much because he, he know, created her to the limelight. So, of course. That's his baby. That's his baby doll. Um, I would not put it past him to do that. But if they do, the tremendous amount of fan service that that would be, I almost think that that the fandom would actually turn uh, you know, on Filoni at that point because it's like he's giving us
2: too, too much almost. How dare you!
1: I'm just saying. How dare you! I'm just, I'm just throwing that out there. There's
2: that, people that, online that actually don't they were upset. Now after galleries that it was Luke and it wasn't Plo Koon. You believe that shit? Are you fucking kidding me? No, I didn't even bring up the article to you. I, I said that I sent it in the chat, why but why I why would they be upset for? Because they were equally a couple people were saying oh we would be equally as excited if it was Plo Koon. It's not me, motherfucker. Koon. No Cl- man.
1: Clue Cl- Lives Matters. I mean, what's going on?
2: I have no fucking clue, bro. But this is what I'm talking about. They we're the greatest mo the greatest moment in star wars history tv history and people still complain
1: dude star wars theory put up a, a poll that he had a bunch of polls actually that he put up not polls that to dance on but polls to you know to talk about um star wars and one of them was like do we need to revamp the fandom and i clicked yes and the vast majority of people had clicked yes on that fucking poll because once again these people just fucking suck man i mean i oh, don't know what is wrong with them they're just as fucking bad as wrestling fans. Who fucking...
2: They're just as bad. They're just—I would say—they're probably worse than wrestling fans. Uh, you're frozen, Doc. But turn off the baby monitor, Doc. Maybe we can uh, get the show moving. But Don't ask uh, me, kid. What was that? It's—it's it's possible. I mean, they are—it's fucking fucking up there. Wait. You're 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 cutting in and out, and you're frozen. Can you hear me? Because I can't hear you. And you're like John Cena, because I can't see you either. We're good. Am I back? We're good. Am I back? No, you're not back. Oh wait! Now you're back. Now you're frozen. Am I good? Am, we, am I good? Are we back? Yeah, now you're back. Folk, you're back. Guess who's back? Back again. Doc is back tell a friend my back doc. yes am i good am i good am i back doc okay. is back doc is back doc thank is God. God. Thank
1: God. i'm gonna leave that in to show you how straight my wi-fi is
2: thank the maker anyway um so i want a ton of fan service i want han and Chewie. i want mace windu i want ahsoka meeting luke i want luke versus ahsoka I want Luke and Ahsoka fighting together like the dynamic. I want flashbacks to Clone Wars. I want flashbacks to Boba Fett. I want to see Jango Fett. I want to see Rex. I want to see fucking Cody. I want to see everybody. Everyone and their mother. Because guess what? We deserve it. But. Something that may be happening. We know we said that there was rumors saying that the Mandalorian is going to end after season three and you were making fun of me saying, ah, he missed it by one season. I said, I guess you're right. Doc." Well, the plot thickens recently. An online rumor, uh, has been swirling around that John Favreau and Filoni, um, are going to not end the season end the series, but, after season three, what's going to happen is they're simply going to continue the show under a new name. And that's because uh, they're saying the the storyline's going to ramp up. And that the, this rumor indicates that the fourth season is likely coming as well. Which kind of corroborates with what Moff Gideon, a.k.a. Giancarlo Esposito, a.k.a. your abuela's favorite actor, has previously indicated... But noted that, and I quote: "There, there, there is an end plan. I've also heard it's just morphed into a new show that sticks with the characters, times period under a new name. So, Doc, are you uh, a fan of this being a morphed show into a new name, or uh, what? Do you th- what are you going to call it?
1: Well, you know, the the rumors are they're going to call it the Mandalore." You know, spelled potentially different, like you know, with a D L O R or Mandalore. Oh, e. God! Because
2: um, she, she has a dark saber.
1: Yes. So you know, as they're telling the story of him at the saber and him, you know, now the ruler of Mandalore, they're going to change it to that position. You know, whatever they call it, I don't care. It's going to be the same, the same, same people working on it, same people acting on it. To me, it really doesn't fucking matter. If they want to, you know, compartmentalize these stories and to have them just be specific things, um. I'm okay with that. I mean, I, I get it. It's maybe they want to just leave leave that well enough alone there and then go to tell this uh, this this new story in a different way. Um, I'm okay with that. Same team, same crew, same shit, different name. I, it's the same shit to me. So either way, I want to see more seasons and I want to see them all immediately.
2: So is it over? or is it not over with you? For me,
1: it's extremely.
2: Over. And speaking of over, Doc, do you want
1: to? Ladies and gentlemen, line? ladies and gentlemen, here on the Hoop Force Order, we have a segment. It's probably our most famous and most fun segment because it's an interactive segment called "Who's More Over." Now you may say that's not grammatically correct. That's just not English. Uh, <laughs>
2: Got a fresh. What the fuck's
1: a fresh? <laughs> well, sunshine. R- the cross Okay. <laughs> in wrestling terminology, over means popular. So if you're a good guy, you're popular with the fans. People pay a lot of money to come see you wrestle, come see you smack the shit out of the bad guy. And if you're over as a bad guy, aka the heel, people wanna walk in the door. And want to wring your neck. And want to pay front row seats to have granny sit there. And shake her cane at you. Because she hates you so much. Because you're doing your goddamn job so fucking well. Like my good friend GGP could do over there. And you're over as a heel. Here. We don't have two characters. Two things. Two places. Two moments. Fight off against each other. But what we do is have our popularity contest. Basically. To see which two things that we decide probably uh, three days before we have to do the show is more over with you, the fans, but more importantly, more over with
2: the bad guys. Pop, well done. What do we got this week? Well, this week on the marquee, it is a battle of the duels. And what do I mean? I mean that we're going to take a look... At two lightsaber battles One of them Is from episode 3 Revenge of the Sith Where Anakin Skywalker A.K.A. Darth Vader At that point Battles of With
1: The negotiator Obi- any battles o-
2: o- duels. I'm like
1: is he an alcoholic And
2: drinking non-alcoholic beer <laughs> Obi-Wan Kenobi
1: Don't lecture me Obi-Wan I see through the lies of the Jedi I do not fear the dark side as you do. I have brought peace, freedom, justice, and security to my new empire. Your new empire? Don't make me kill you. Anakin, my allegiance is to the Republic, to democracy. If you're not with me, then you're my enemy.
0: Only a Sith deals in absolutes. I will do what I must. You will try.
2: That's one scenario. Now, the scenario that we're putting it up against is Maul dueling with or fighting the lightsabers with Ahsoka from Season 7, the final season Of the Clone Wars.
0: With your help, the Jedi can stop Sidious before it's too late. Too late? For what? The Republic to fall? It already has, and you just can't see it. There is no justice, no law, no order, except for the one that will replace it. The time of the Jedi has passed. They
1: cannot
2: defeat
0: Sidious. But together, you and I can. Every choice you have made has led you to this moment. Now,
2: Doc, I don't do the polls. You're the poll master. So let's see. (coughs) Let's see.
1: Um, Oof. Let's see. Chuchi says uh, here, should I jump on polls whoa, before whoa, Doc whoa. does? Wait, this is a good comment. Should I jump on polls before Doc does? That's good. Anyway, um, on the Facebook poll, it appears that the Obi Wan Kenobi versus Anakin Skywalker has 100% of the vote against Maul and Ahsoka, which is interesting. Hmm. Let's go to the uh, Insta Grizzle. Hopefully, I remember to put it up. Let's see. Um, where are we at here we go oh motherfucker i didn't put it up again this
2: week
0: oh,
1: i got the God. arms from last week but i forgot to put that one up sorry it's
2: been a long week uh, it's a good thing that you're not a doctor oh wait never mind oh wait.
1: so 100 to zero percent no one voted for the ahsoka
2: in the mall that's disappointing but i digress um Ladies and gentlemen, you guys can vote For this segment, give us your two cents Your answers via email By sending it to NewForceOrder at Yahoo.com also
1: send your two cents to uh, Papadon595 at uh...
2: Yahoo.com, yes, I'll take any cash You send me uh, Or you can send to the doc What's your yeah, PayPal I'm doc? I'm good, I don't need it, I'm good This way you can stop bitching about all the hot toys He has to buy Um so we have one email this week, one fucking email regarding this. Now I thought it'd be fucking flooded like it was the weeks before. How dare you? But one email, and it's none other than from one of our greatest fans, Mr. Bum-Bum-Bum himself. Oh,
1: there he goes, Blender Brandon
2: Miller. Miller. So here we go. Who's
1: more here? NFO, little n. No, 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 little not low. this week.
2: I wish no. Boys, we got a squash match this week. No disrespect whatsoever to Maul versus Soka, which was entertaining in its own right. But it's James Ellsworth going up against Braun Strowman's size scene that is Obi-Wan Kenobi versus Anakin. A great memory as a kid for me came from seeing the poster of episode three, which of course featured a master and apprentice finally coming to blows. While we all knew the battle was eventually coming, the image of two blue light blades crossing each other was harrowing and isn't one I think we've seen in Star Wars since. If anyone wants to fact check me, yeah, we'll go check out what Snopes for now. But of course, the battle itself was fast paced, especially scored, and was easily the most emotional conclusion in Star Wars history after watching Anakin Skywalker grow over the course of three movies from hopeful young pod racer to a raging dictator. No pun intended. Ha ha. There's even a heartbreaking scene near the end of the duel where Obi Wan looks to his former brother Anakin, almost unrecognizably seeing nothing more than a hate fueled monster, as he tells him. This is the end for you, my master. As a guy with a closely aged brother, myself, nothing is harder than that duel on Mustafar. Hammy dialogue aside. Have a great week, guys. And from my point of view, the Jedi are evil, Brandon. That was a tremendous email, Brandon. Kudos to you. Thank you for sharing. Keep up the good works. I wish other. NFL fans were as consistent as you, because I would like to intermingle or interact with them. Uh, anyhow, Spiro, what's more over for you, Maul versus Ahsoka, or Kenobi versus Vader from Episode Three?
0: Um. Well right. Sorry, caught a brain fart. I was, you know, thinking about force choking uh, Padme and Madala myself. Anyways, inside joke. Um, Who's more over, guys? We, we got two pretty badass duels here, okay? um, You got Obi-Wan Kenobi versus his brother and pupil, Anakin Skywalker, a.k.a. Darth Vader. And on the other side, we got Darth Maul one of the most popular siths of all time versus ahsoka tano former pupil and friend of anakin skywalker um listen man both these duels are fucking badass you know it's hard to choose between them i mean i know that a lot of people are probably going to think more versus ahsoka because it's fresher it's newer also you know um a lot of People wondered what would happen, you know, between these two if they fucking fought, if they dueled. Um, it was a fucking great duel and it, it was definitely over, but I gotta say, based on um, historical, canonical, whatever the fuck you wanna call it, the duel between Anakin and Obi Wan, I think, is more over based on the fact that it carries a lot of weight and how important that duel is and what it did to Anakin. I, you know, Anakin was already lost before that. Anakin was Darth Vader before that duel. But man, that duel and that loss, what it did, it fueled Vader with so much hate and anger that he became a fucking terror. He became a terror across the fucking galaxy and um you know, there there's a lot more weight and meaning and you know the outcome of that duel actually changed the course for one of the most popular characters. So I gotta go with Obi-Wan Kenobi and Anakin Skywalker. That's who's more over with me this week, guys. Wow, that was great, Spiro.
1: That was fantastic.
2: Whew. Um Doc, I want you to go first because you know my answer.
1: Okay, uh both battles. Uh if I had to sit back and say, hey, uh, you know, what were your favorite battles in Star Wars? Two two best lightsaber battles. As far as pure complete ass-kicking action goes. It's these two. Um, you know, I th- I think you and I were both pleasantly surprised when we watched um the um the, the 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 last season of Clone Wars, and we saw that battle, and we were like, "What the fuck, man! That was amazing!" Like top to bottom, the two of them tore it up. Ahsoka, you know, being a smart smart ass bitch to Maul, Maul getting frustrated, Maul almost turning her, telling her, hey "Listen, you and I can do this. We could we we could defeat the Emperor together. It's going to take the both of us together." Him trying to turn her to the dark side during the whole time during that battle was was amazing. Um, she almost bit, but she didn't. the the scaffolding scene the way they paced it was great the action was awesome you could tell that ray park was in some mocap bullshit there because maul was moving exactly like he did in the past uh despite the spider legs so and it meant a lot i mean it was something that that we didn't know we needed to see but but we definitely needed to see um hence why it was so amazing now when you look at the anakin versus obi-wan battle it's really difficult to top i mean it is what i read uh the longest sword battle um in the history of cinema so there's no other movie that tops that battle and that's just not like i'm just throwing that out there and saying that because it's star wars but you know you you you, you know because you know you are professional you are a professional wrestler and you, professional and you do this for a living and you know How difficult it is to put on a Broadway where you're, you know, in the ring for 20, 25 minutes, trying to keep the crowd entertained by emotion, by tugging at their heartstrings, by doing things that bring the crowd up and then bring the crowd down, but putting them on this emotional roller coaster. And that's the beauty of professional wrestling that happens to us where we're in the audience and we don't even understand it's happening to us because we're getting fucking worked and a good worker knows how to work that. You have them, as you say, eating at the palm of your hand. Um, so that's what George did in the sequel trilogy with the battle between Anakin and Obi-Wan. He really, he had this massively long battle that we saw the build-up, just like pro wrestling does. It gives you this build-up. And this build-up is potentially the biggest buildup up on the planet because uh, it was building up for 30-plus years from episode four through that thing, through through now stuff that's non-canon now, through books, hearing about this battle knowing about this battle wondering what happened how it happened why it happened and then we see episode one episode two and then finally we get it it's like the christmas payoff that you were waiting for forever um and which also made it more important for everybody so it's hard for ahsoka and maul to live up to that moniker because they didn't have that massive build up ahead of it that we were all just sitting there waiting brandon said he saw the poster like fucking finally we're gonna get this but then delivered despite the fact that the prequels were an odd set of movies that have some like you know little misplaced things here and there but to keep us enthralled and entertained and invested and involved without somebody getting up to go take a piss during the match i think is what speaks to george's ability to be to be a storyteller and to do that um he didn't leave us flat. He didn't the payoff was just as good as the fucking buildup, which is the most important thing when it comes to that. And for me,
2: over this week, Anakin Obi-Wan. I concur. Ladies and gentlemen, you can send your That's it. That's all you say. <laughs> <laughs> Cock I can't I can't top what you said because everything you said was spot on. Um this is the greatest battle in Star Wars history and it will never be topped. The action, the emotions, the lines. Can you quote any line? I could I could probably from from, wait, 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 from, from all versus Ahsoka? from Maul and no, Ahsoka? No, no, I, I uh, no. I could exactly. but I could
1: paraphrase them and but I can not tell you what it is. But if I close my eyes and think hard enough, I could probably from the very beginning of the Anakin Obi-Wan battle. Give you each beat of what they said to each other till the very end of the Anakin Obi Wan. Your
2: new Empire. <laughs> my
1: favorite lines ever. <laughs> just,
2: my allegiance to Republic, to democracy. People
1: talk so much shit about the acting in that in, in that movie and how Anakin was this. But Obi-Wan had this had just as shitty lines as he did, but he just delivered them better because of Jew McGregor. But the quotable Star Wars in that scene is so fucking good and it, it's so like it's so strong and powerful and amazing that like, you can quote any of them and they're and they're great and i watched it i don't know you had sent it to me for something I, we were talking about it for something i can't remember what it was and i had just punched it up on youtube and it was there my wife's like what are you watching and i'm like just the greatest star wars lightsaber battle of all time and i watch it with the same eyes that i watched it when i watched it fucking you know 16 17 years ago and the same excitement and the same emotion because it hasn't, like, worn off and gone away. Because it's that fucking good and it's that important.
2: Agreed. I can't argue with you, Doc. You are 100% right. Um, I Don't get me wrong. The Ahsoka Mall battle was fantastic. Action-wise, it was great. It took us for a little bit of a ride. But that emotional attachment, the buildup, like you said, was not there. Because... It felt like it was an undercard fight to the main event. It was like a cold match as opposed to something that was built through promos or vignettes or storyline or whatever the case may be. But this nothing's ever gonna top it. Not no no Ray versus Kylo, no Luke versus Vader. This is the fight. The end all to be all, the Alpha and Omega. Of Star Wars is this fight. And it was a great fight. And just everything still makes me weepy eye when he's like, You are my brother, Anakin. I loved you. I hate you You know what I mean? Like, yep. you can't fight it. Anyway. And the good thing about it th- is
1: that like the crazy thing about it is that we knew what the ending was gonna be decades ago. Of course. Yet yet we're still Emotionally involved, this is why people tell you, you know, when they say, Oh, well, you know, when you do the Kenobi series, it doesn't matter because we know that you know he, he has no chance of dying, it's irrelevant. We knew the, the outcome of the Anakin Obi Wan battle years and years and years ago, yet it's still the greatest Star Wars battle of all time, and it's still the greatest investment of 20 30 years that I've ever put in my fucking life. I mean, not my ex wife, I can tell you that. Um, and despite the fact that we knew the, the ending, still amazing,
2: absolutely. Absolutely. And we go back to watching it every time, and I'm still emotionally attached every time. Um, Crazy. And every time I'm like, no, no fight, guys. Come on, man. Just just, just, <laughs> just hug it out. You yeah, know, be like a what
1: if thing to shake hands and be like,
2: okay, we figured it out. No, we're good. Yeah, we're good. We're good. Well, let's we're gonna go, go down to on. the
1: pub and get some death sticks, run to train a
2: Batman. <laughs> I was going to say, let's go run train on that, bitch. Um, so, speaking about uh, Obi Wan and Train series, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Choo choo uh, with Chewbacca. Um, Speaking about Kenobi series, Star Wars uh, News.net released an article.
1: Kenobi!
2: Hello there. Um, They released an article showing some artist renderings of Vader from the Kenobi series, and this was 100% legit, not Vader. Well, you should, th- th- when I read my kid or I tell my kid a story, I say it like this, and I and and, and I emphasize it every time like this.
1: Darth, Vader, <laughs>
2: and I emphasize the R, and I keep going until he hits me. He goes, Dad, stop. So anyhow, <laughs> um, they showed a picture of of Vader. I guess. In the back of the tank No arms, no legs, a mask on Getting repaired Man. yeah, And they showed a picture of the back of the tank And the actual mask itself Very similar to what Luke was wearing um, In Empire Strikes Back But he had arms and legs But This makes you say Wait a minute, this is why they casted Hayden Christensen And not just some guy in a suit with a James Earl drone voice Because his ass is going to be demasked During the series, so I got the feels. How'd you feel? Uh,
1: I thought it was a good idea because you know this is going to be hopefully within the first couple of years of what he has. So obviously he's going to need a lot of treatments, a lot of back to a lot of you know help getting himself together. Um, and I like it, but the so the only concern I have is this: does it cheapen the reveal at the end of um? Return of the Jedi, because if you you know, if you take your kid and you do traditional stuff in the future where you say, okay we're going to watch Star Wars, but we're going to watch it chronologically. I'm going to show you everything from top to bottom. Um, Prequels, Kenobi, Rogue One, leading into Star Wars, blah, blah, blah. When you see him in this series, which I'm assuming he's going to be unmasked and walking around maskless. Does that that for sure cheapens the uh, you know the 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 reveal in in Jedi?
2: I would say no, and you know why? Because they showed him maskless in Episode Three on the table, and it, you know what I mean. So if you yeah. do watch it in chronological order, you've done already seen him at the end of the table true, right true. before the infamous no scene. You know when they put the mask on him and you get to see the red lenses. So. If you're a good parent, please show your kids traditional order. Don't go in the chronological order, machete order, fucking sandwich making, holly garland order. Just do it traditionally four, five, and six, one, two, three, seven, eight, nine. That's it. And save yourself the trouble of trying to explain everything to this kid. Eventually, when they're done eating the, the, the glue, they'll figure it out. Unless they're Trekkies, like uh, John forget, Enright forget that. and Demetrius Zordos. Then they have no fucking chance of getting anything right. But I digress. Speaking about digressing, did you know Vader... Vader. <laughs> <laughs> Views getting limbs hacked off as a rite of passage.
1: Yeah, apparently it's, uh, you know, h- how you get into his fraternity...
2: What would that fraternity name be? Uh, uh,
1: Alpha (laughs) Bang (laughs) Jamam. Does he put Luke in it? I don't know. Uh,
2: So here, listen to this.
1: I think George is obsessed with knocking off limbs. That's all.
2: Probably cutting off Luke's hand in Empire Strikes Back wasn't random. Which is good. Because it makes you say, why would a dad cut off his son's own hand? Right. As Vader believed, it would be, it would serve as a valuable lesson in a rite of passage. This is evidenced by Darth Vader Number 7 from Charles Soule, which saw Vader training the Imperial Inquisitors. And in this issue, he's brutally cutting off one of their arms in a sparring session. When Grand Inquisitors protest, Vader tells him it's a lesson of loss, one that none of the Inquisitor, Inquisitors, or later Luke for that matter, will ever forget. Makes sense.
1: You cut off my ass, wipe at hand. I'm never going to
2: forget that. Yeah. That I was my day. <laughs> that was my Friday night, dad. Um, what I tell you when I'm cleaning my room? Anyway, uh, you see my baseball? Um, I thought it was pretty cool. Kind of makes sense. Why would a dad chop off his arms, uh, his kid's arm if, if, he wanted to recruit him, you know what I mean? Like yeah. So I don't know. I just thought it was very interesting. Popped up on my I popped up on my news feed. Figured I'd share with you guys. Um speaking of what else popped up. Uh you know Donnie <laughs> Yen? Yeah, sorry. Donnie Yen? Yes.
1: Donnie Yen, uh the IP the forces with the, the forces with you, the forces with me, the forces my guide, the forces uh whatever,
2: that guy? absolutely Cherit Mmway, right that was his name Cherit Imwe, yeah you got that's it you got it man nice job chipotle emway got it Chipo- chipotle
1: Mway. i'll take the guacamole i know it's extra
2: <laughs> they asked him would he like to come back to star wars and he says well i would definitely consider it i had a great time shooting rogue one and i guess people like my character it really depends you don't know what you're th- what they're thinking i leave it up to disney to sort it all out we'll see I believe in destiny. A lot of times, what brings people together in one film, it's all about timing and destiny. Now, would you be inclined to be, uh, to see Don Yen don the galaxy far, far away get his chair at Mway? Uh, I, I think they have the perfect
1: vehicle to actually do it. And, you know, they have Andor and they could, he's alive in that timeline at that point. And you could see something. You could do a story with him, a one-off with him and um, Baze Malbus. You could see how the two of them met, which I think would be a good story. Uh, I think, those two characters that appeared in Rogue One, you know, minority characters, POCs as they call them in the business, um, were interesting characters. Interesting visually, interesting story-wise. I would like to see how they came to be in Jeddah and, um, you know, trying to protect... Jeddah, I don't
2: even know her. Oh, yeah,
1: sorry. Whatever relics were over there. So, uh, yeah, for sure. I think Donnie Ann's good. I think he did a great job, you know, despite the fact that he did not have a lightsaber.
2: Agreed.
1: What, you know, what what possesses somebody to follow the Jedi religion who don't have any Jedi powers?
2: Uh, Fucking groupies. Just just a mark. Exactly. Exactly. He's He's one with the Force. The Force is one with him. Um, Taddy Newton also spoke about let me take this i want
1: to talk i want to talk about this one okay so so tandy newton is the the woman who played um opposite uh woody howerson as his love interest in uh val Val, so exactly solo star wars story i think her toys are still you know flooding the shelves of target right now because she didn't sell very well um they talked to her about you know her star wars experience and and the like and Right away, she expressed her displeasure for being the only black female Star Wars character, um, and then being killed promptly in Solo. Which I thought it was a very odd choice to do that, and I think if they would have potentially opened up the character of uh, you know Woody's character a little bit more. Um, and showed how that affected him and why he did the choices he did afterwards, like the swerve. Um, I think it would have been a little bit more warranted. But she was pissed off that, you know, the only black female character gets murdered in the, in the movie. And why couldn't they just have her, like, you know, fly off into the of space with the potential to come back? Because it doesn't seem like what had happened to her was going to be recoverable.
2: Thoughts? You know, right away when you see the race card being pulled... Uh, that's my problem. That's my problem. You know what I'm saying? It leaves a bad taste in my mouth. But, with this she almost has a point, but she doesn't. Because she wasn't the first black per- black female character. Wasn't Jabba's the Hutt's uh, Twilight Dancer black? She's a little green, my friend. Well, we are saying, but in actual, actuality she's African American, correct? Yes,
1: but she was green.
2: Okay. Doesn't oh. count. Tandy Newton's not that dark either. I mean, I think I think you might be dark. She's,
1: she's a half. She's half. I think her dad is, is, is white. I read her story at some point. You ever see you, you saw her um Westworld, right?
2: Yeah, I think she's Man, a great actress.
1: She gets, I, fucking, she gets real naked on that show.
2: Oh, I'd bang the hell out of her. I'll give her the best 30 seconds of her life. But um, that's not the point. The point is that what got me, and I wasn't even mad at her for saying this, right? What got me was that originally she wasn't supposed to get killed. Right, that's what got me. I was like, "Wait a minute, what?" And that the fact that they should did all these rewrites because of the, the Lord and Milligan fired and uh, Richie Cunningham coming over and taking over the the directing duties, which I think he did a fantastic job. Yep. Um, the fact that sh- her availability wasn't that accessible, and they had to basically work around it, and they ended up killing her. Uh, she, she felt like it was a big mistake, and to some extent, I kind of agree, but to some extent, I don't, because if she lived, what would have happened? She would have walked, she would have came back out of the blue, what, saved the day, which would have been cool, but then <laughs> then you have Woody turning heel at the end anyway. Yeah, he needed so to turn heel. So after you shot him, was she going to come in and try to pull a kill bill on Solo for killing her lover? You know what I mean? Yep. It just complicates the matter even more, and we already had a lot of threads that were hanging to a sequel that may or may not happen. I'm calling it now. Disney Plus day when they come on and they do like a like a like a like a, a meeting about Disney Plus, Solo Two will be a series. I'm calling it right that, now.
1: Everything is there for them to do that. I think they should.
2: So anyway, and uh, this Lando series I think is going to have um, uh, childish Gambino and. Millie D together, bookending it. But That'd be cool. with uh, do I think she was a wasted character? I I think the whole Beckett crew should get a fucking Disney Plus series, like a prequel Disney Plus series, showing the adventures of them heisting and robbing and you know Peter paying Paul every everybody else, and that's why they don't have a pot to piss in. They need a the last score just to fuck it right off in the sunset. I think it would be like a like a, like a good Western. You know what I mean, yeah. and something that we need because it'd be a different take on Star Wars.
1: Yeah, but I that, think if if you've been watching What If, um, oh, I you know, I loved it. It's great. So they they in the four episodes that are out right now, they've had the action adventure, they've had the murder mystery, they've had the horror, they've had the sci-fi. They're like hitting every you know every marker when it comes to shows, and they've had four episodes. Star Wars needs to build from that. You know, we talked about, uh, you know, R-rated horror, Star Wars, Star Wars thing. Bring it. You know, sci-fi, we know it's built into that. But, you know, a murder mystery, a heist thing, like you said, they need to tap into these genres to, you know, bring a new fans inside there, but also bring us interesting and more diverse stories within the Star Wars universe like Marvel is doing right now with What If.
2: You know, yeah, I can't argue with you, uh, you know, regarding that. Um you just hit different flavors of ice cream. Then when it comes together, it makes a beautiful Sunday. You know?
1: Yep. This last one, If was fantastic. The Doctor Strange one? Love eh. it. Really? Oh, I loved it so much. I thought it was one of the best the best ones so far.
2: I still like the first two. I really like the Captain Carter one.
1: Yeah, that was a good
2: one. Um, and I really like the one with... Cause they made it work with cool guy Thanos and fucking mm-hmm. the uh, Wakanda fucking Star-Lord. I thought that was pretty cool. Yep. Um... Couple of things I want to talk about real quick before we take it home, doc. Um Knights of the Old Republic remake might struggle with Malik. I don't know oh. if you read this because it's all not canon and we don't pay attention to stuff that's not canon like Revan. Malik who but I don't know. Some guy dressed in white was in WWE came out. Oh, that's Malakai, I'm sorry. Um so basically what's going on, I keep saying the word basically, I apologize. The main antagonist of the game is Darth Malak, right? And the game was the Knights of Old Republic. It's an old game, Star Wars game. A lot of people say it's the best Star Wars game, that it's great. Um, Now he may prove to be a total challenge for the remake. Reason being Darth Malak was intimidating in the original due to the mysterious tone of the brand new Old Republic universe. Now that the Old Republic has been thoroughly explored and the title itself has aged, Darth Malik just doesn't feel as scary. Um I've never played it, so I can't comment. Have you ever played Knights of the Old Republic? Uh
1: I played it very briefly. I was more so into like you know, the other um Dark Trooper game or whatever the hell it was for the for the for the computer. I played that a lot in my college days. Um I, I don't I don't know understand why they're concerned about Darth, Darth Malik being not scary. I mean, do we have to have scary things? Um
2: it's Star Wars baby. Throw it out there, fuck it. You want to be scared. Have them all get married. Um,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all
2: right. Your here balls, go. Darth Malak in my wife's purse. So let's go to the Sith Lord all the way from Mexico. What's your thoughts, Spiro on, uh, Darth Malik and how they might struggle with him being as villainous, malicious, or scary in the original, uh, as in the original, uh, Knights of the old Republic
0: with this whole remake. Could can see where where they're coming from with with this article i mean you know you know when you see somebody dressed you know in like bright colors and all that shit they it's not something typically associated with fucking terror and fear and all that but listen man you know the the crimson guard bright red and they were supposed to be these these fierce warriors right um but i get it and a little re-imaging of the character wouldn't hurt him either for modern times but this isn't something that takes place in the contemporary star wars galaxy okay this is the old republic things were different back then so i mean i could see if, if they want to tweak him a little bit but it shouldn't be anything crazy or dramatic as to update him. i mean when you look at the games from back then when you look at the old republic era you look at the high republic era you look at the current era, it doesn't seem like anything's changed. It doesn't seem like, like the Star Wars galaxy has evolved in any way. I mean, you know, once once they discovered, you know, how to create the fucking, uh, the fucking lightsabers, yeah, sure, they went through these big fucking battery packs and they went through these other slight modifications in design, but the standard lightsaber has been the fucking standard for thousands of fucking years. So it's, you know i don't know um i would i don't know if they should try to change anything or reinvent the wheel i would be curious to see ideas of what somebody would think that the old republic should have been like i mean because it shouldn't be the same as the current fucking uh era right but anyways darth malik's a fucking great character his his injury his injury is fucking gross horrific okay He wanted to turn on fucking Revan, you know, because, you know, Revan wasn't really evil, man. Revan was a fucking guy that he just wanted to make things right, you know. And the Jedi Order was much like this fucking administration, you know. Whoever was sitting on the fucking council, the fucking Grand Master was like fucking Biden, you know. Revan pretty much is like a lot of us uh uh, a red-blooded patriotic americans that that see something wrong and we want to do something about it and make things right that's who revan was revan had his boy malik he got a few other like like like-minded people they went about the fucking galaxy on on a conquest on a on a crusade they they kicked the mandalorian's asses you know when everybody thought that couldn't never be done but you know, uh, they got turned to the dark side, and Malik thought, you know, and as is customary in the fucking tradition, Malik wanted to usurp Revan, but he didn't count on Revan being a fucking total badass and lopping off his fucking jaw. You know, he, <laughs> you know that's why he wears that thing. You know, it, it's there's a part in the game where, where somebody catches him without that thing on. And you see, there's like n- nothing there. What I think they should do is, um, they should make it to where there's like scarring and shit. Because from the the, the best of my knowledge, from what I remember, and that scene, you you don't see any scarring. You don't see any anything visible aside from just there being a fucking blank where there should should have been a fucking bottom jaw and shit. You know, I don't know if that's even a thing. Bottom jaw, a fucking jaws a jaw. I don't know. Anyways.
2: All right, very interesting, Spear. Very, very interesting take. Uh, Revan's still not canon. I don't care what you say. Yes. Yeah, um, you ever play Force Unleashed? stock?
1: Uh, yeah, briefly.
2: There was an article saying how they can take the Force Unleash, repackage it in for, for, Fall Fallen Order Two Jedi Fallen Order Two, and still, um, make it work. What's your take? I mean, you played both games, right?
1: Yeah. Um, sure.
2: Um, repackage it
1: to, as a new game or as the old
2: no, game? No, they're the Force should be rebooted as a Fallen Order spinoff. Both game stories and tones are similar and would pair well together. The spinoff should follow Starkiller as he hunts Cal and the Mantis crew. When yes. they finally meet, the player could choose to join Cal. It could include iconic moments from the original series as well. However, it still also follows... The Fallen Order format, the possibility for a crossover are seemingly endless.
1: Yeah, I think, I think it's time to bring that specific video game. The, um, uh, uh you said it the not the, the the Fallen Order? Fall, fallen and Fallen yes, Order. Yes. Um, it, into into canon because it's. I think Starkill is a great character. I think they could really branch off a lot of pieces from that because of his connection with Vader. Um, and give us a lot of really good canonical stories based off of that. So whatever brings it into, into the limelight and into canon, I'm in.
2: Now, Spiro, I'm throwing this one to you. What's your take, since you're the gamer of the crew? Do you think this would be a good idea to merge the two? Um...
0: I'm surprised that there hasn't been more old republic merchandise and video games made. I mean, you know, I don't know what Disney is waiting for. You know, maybe the problem is that that they wanted to push out all their political bullshit and all their feel good shit and all their fucking social justice shit and all their progressive bullshit first and they wanted to I guess stamp their fucking you know, crap on, on, on everything before tackling on other things that would make a money, but I don't know, um, I'm looking forward to whatever they do with this, I'm looking forward to, you know, that, that series coming out, I think it sucks that every episode's gonna be coming out, if I'm correct, every few months, that fucking sucks, they shouldn't even drop the fucking thing. Until they have like a, a fucking season done, you know. But anyways, man, um that's all I got on that.
2: Oh, interesting. I just realized what I the intro to Viral to, to Spiro's voice clip, it rhymed. And I didn't even know about it. Um, well that was a good take on Spiro. Thank you. That was great. As always. You are sir, living up to your name, you are Spiro the Great. Um Doc, do you think Anakin Skywalker hating Christian was really that bad during the uh, the the prequels?
1: Yeah, I alluded to this during my uh, Who's More Over answer. Um, you know, there there's definitely some wooden dialogue, and there's definitely some interesting choices that he had made as an actor. But again, he's a very young actor. He wasn't very experienced when he walked into this, and the poor guy's getting thrust into the you know one of the biggest franchises of all time, a galactic franchise, motherfucker, as one of our friends said. Um With all that
2: said I do not think
1: that he was as bad As everybody portrays him to be
2: I think he did a phenomenal job He was awesome at episode 3 Episode 2 of course there's wooden dialogue But you needed a, I think it was the execution of that awkwardness That didn't sit well with people I think people are able to relate with it now Because we get to see more people today Who are socially awkward Whether it's due to vaccines Or due to <laughs> gotcha or due to social media and technology and texting and not talking to people um and just keep it to themselves and looking at the fucking screen all day whatever it could be a million different variables in the equation but as we can tell as generations come come into the limelight come into fruition people talk less and less to each other and they're more socially awkward as opposed to socially engaging in my opinion anyway so i think he did a phenomenal job so i mean granted some of the dialogue verbiage is wooden but so was in the original Trilogy too you know what i yeah, mean 100 so
1: i i think he, he doesn't get enough credit for what he brought to the role
2: i agree i totally agree he's definitely on uh, on my over list and speaking of list, You just made the list. You just made the list. What we do is we go through a bunch of lists that we find, but we're running long in a tooth here. So, Doc, I'm going to pick one list. You tell me which one you want to go through, and you tell me yay or nay. All right? Do it. Do it. All right, here's one list we have. Star Wars 1977, 10 things that still hold up today. Another thing is Star Wars, the 10 best duos from the prequel trilogy. Yeah, that's boring. Number no, the next one is Star Wars. The one thing each movie does better than the rest. Yeah. Ten deadliest droids in Star Wars. That one's also sucky too. Every planet on Lego Star Wars. Uh, skip. Sky, okay, Star Wars. The nine most beautiful shots in the sequel trilogy. Man, skip. Well, I just figured nine guys were jerking off on Ray's face, but okay. Ray, a <laughs> real producer. No, no. Oh, uh, you know. I wouldn't be surprised if that was the case. You know? Uh, Star Wars. One quote from each character that perfectly sums up their personality. The 20 best Star Wars characters who've never appeared on the big screen. And the 10 best Star Wars video games of all time.
1: Okay. Let's do the quotes.
2: You want to do the quotes? or the yeah. 10 things that I have to hold up today from 77.
1: We'll do both of those lists. How about that?
2: All right, which one you want to go first?
1: You pick anyone. I'll because I have the kid uh, open it up over here. All
2: right, I'll do the I'll do the ten things from 1977, they still hold up to today. Okay, number ten, the way the first Star Wars movie sets a high bar. Oh, oh I'm sorry. Oh, that was that was my mistake. I apologize. I read another headline. Uh, number ten, the thrill of the opening shot. Agreed, yeah, for sure. Number nine, Luke Skywalker's, Luke Skywalker's Hero's Journey. Agreed. That Jeff Campbell, Um Hero's Journey. Number eight, Darth Vader's intimidating presence and limited screen time. So far, three for three. Mm-hmm. Number seven, Carrie Fisher's empowered turn as Leia. We said it before, we said it again, trendsetter.
1: Always one of the
2: best. Number six... The suspense of the trash compactor scene. Absolutely. When I was young, you don't you don't think they were gonna get squished? Of course, you think it get squish. It's coming through,
1: and then you know, with three PO sitting in the back as they're cheering and that they got out. He's like, "Oh my God,
2: they're all dead." <laughs> the the used future production design. I guess that means uh,
1: that means it looked futuristic, but it
2: also looked beat up and old. Which I think still holds up, yes. Looked real. Yeah. Mark Hamill's bright-eyed performance as Luke. Yes. He's such an underrated actor, dude. Ugh. Ben Kenobi's heartbreaking death scene. Yeah, just yep. met him. He's dead. Harrison Ford's cynical yet charming portrayal of Han Solo. Absolute fucking lutely Yeah, of course. And number one, the triumph of the Death Star explosion. Yeah, I yep. mean, who
1: who didn't jump off the chair when that happened? Um, of course. Okay, go. move on to my list. Here we go. Uh, top ten. One quote from each character that perfectly sums up their personality. Number 98. No, I'm just joking. Number ten. Poe Dameron. I can fly anything. Okay, fly my asshole, buddy. Um, Padme <laughs> Amidala. Padme Amidala. They're still good at him. I know. They're still. Um, eight, Han Solo come on which is number one line i know no well, not that one he has he has a lot of iconic ones i know is a good one um Laugh I bad, it up I, I, I got a bad feeling about this yeah uh but the iconic line that sums him up never tell me the odds which is almost tattooable uh number seven finn i was raised to fight for you know. the first time i have something to fight for Okay, that's
2: boring. Anyway, Wait, hold on. Tattooable, like the plane, boss, the plane? No,
1: Tattoo- like put it put it on your body. Never tell me the uh, odds, baby. With little yeah. dice and a card, you know? Gotcha. Obi-Wan Kenobi, be mindful of your thoughts, Anakin. They betray you. Is that really his best line?
2: Not his best line. The best line is... Is, 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 is that the best to
1: describe him the most? Do you and uh, Obi-Wan? You and Obi-Wan, yeah. Uh, oh. I, I want to read this one. Before he become old Ben Kenobi, an and act as a mentor to Luke... <clears throat> The Obi-Wan Kenobi, the prequel trilogy served as a similar mentorship role to Anakin. Obi-Wan is one of the smartest light side force users, yet his considerable understanding of the Jedi ideology couldn't have prepared him for the tragedy that would be Anakin. Obi-Wan's journey in the prequels is defined by his relationship with Anakin and his success and failings as a teacher to him. Even though he constantly tries to steer Anakin back to the light, Obi-Wan is unable to do so, making his own journey one defined by tragedy as well. Me. Okay. Listen, I got
2: three. Hold on. Before we go any further. I got three lines from the prequel trilogy that would fucking trump that. Uh, one being "Hello there." Two being "Sith, Sith lords are our speciality." Are my specialty? Yeah. <laughs> all right, four lines. Number three: How did how did this happen? We're we're smarter than this. When they get fucking stuck in the <laughs> race shield. And last, the greatest line of all time: "You are my brother, Anakin." I loved you. Yeah. You were supposed to, to kill the Sith, not join them. Or destroy <laughs> the Sith, not join them.
1: But, but remember, this is the lines that define that this character. That like as as their personality and their stuff. That last line definitely. Oh, that's the killer line. Of course. Oh, Leia, God. this is this is this is a great one for Leia. Well, someone has to save somebody has to save our skins, you know, yep. because she she was the baddest that she was.
2: Get in the garbage, you flyboy. Yep. yep
1: hello i'm being torn apart i want to be free of this pain i agree i think so i think he he was a conflicted character the whole time that we saw him and
2: it was an ray important part. Finn, it wasn't ray
1: no it should have been ray
2: yeah.
1: ray i'm a ray i'm a uh anakin I'm a, skywalker I'm, I'm gonna come <laughs> anakin skywalker's fame you know his line that defines him you underestimate my power nice okay i agree that's a good one i say that all the time Ray, her line was, I know all about waiting. Okay. And Luke Skywalker. Clearly, this is, you know, the one that defines him. I want to go to Toshi Station and get some power converters.
2: Really? That was (laughs) the line? No. Oh, fuck. I figured it'd be, I want to be a Jedi like my father before me. That's exactly
1: what the line is, yes. No, I am a Jedi like my father before me. I think, I, I remember distinctly sitting in the movie theater and when he said that line, I had goosebumps
2: because it was like, our
1: boy is
2: here. Well, dude, that line holds so much weight because it's such it's, so, it's 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 so layered, especially now as an adult, you sit back and you look at it from different point of views and different angles. That line has so much merit, so much weight. It carries the entire franchise on its back. That one line. Yep. And we don't get it till the last movie.
1: Yeah, I agree. I mean,
2: I, but that's, that's story building. Again, this yeah, is like,
1: you know, that's what George, luckily enough, he was smart enough to, you know, to to really leave the episode four open-ended without the fact that he may have not had another one. And, you know, he built this amazing, wonderful, multi-layered story that we all love today. And we're sitting here as 40-ish-year grown, grown men doing 130 episodes of a fucking podcast. It's
2: great. Great. It's
0: great. 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 Spiro, let them know we can find you at. Yeah, man. It's been great. But you can also find me. God knows where the fuck, aside from work these days. But if but check out the Rational Rage Network. Uh have you know there's other guys doing doing things there. Uh you got wrestling shows, you got fucking Doomsday Prepper Shows. Uh on Instagram, Spiro underscore A, Darth underscore Spiriton. And that's it, guys. Doc,
2: your turn.
1: You can find me at Dr. D-R underscore D-E-S-T-R-O-I-O Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, Alex Royo, Twitter, Alex Royo, M to the Dizzle.
2: Find me at Greek guy, Papa, On Twitter and Instagram. Demetrius Pop It On on Facebook. Greek God Pop It On is the YouTube channel. Go uh, subscribe, hit the notification bell, like, comment, and all that jazz. Uh, <laughs> To quote Chris Fian, shout out to Chris Fian, shout out to him. Um, pro wrestling tees slash Greek God Papadon is the store where I sell my t shirts. Go buy them, but you can also get video messages from Greek God Papadon via pro wrestling tees. They have an uh, an app now where you can get live video messages like Cameo. So, if you want to get roasted, you want to get serenade, you want to get talked sexy to, I'm your boy, I'm your god, anyway. Most importantly, you can find all of us together at NFO underscore podcast on Twitter, New Force Order on Instagram, official New Force Order on Facebook, and newforceorder at yahoo.com is the email address. Let's interact. Let's talk about a galaxy far, far away. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for giving us your time and your ears. Hopefully we entertained you. Hopefully we enlightened you. But most importantly, we did our job, and that's getting Star Wars more over with you. And not us getting ourselves over on the expense of Star Wars. This has been another exciting edition of the New Force
1: Order. And that's just
2: too sweet. Henceforth, execute. Or the N.F.O.
0: Like Like I can get my phone